<laughs> Happy Halloween. You're listening to Spook Footage, a spooky show where your two pals, Joe and Ray, watch movies, but Ray hasn't seen many. <laughs> Nothing scares me more than uncultured friends. But we'll see if it's wonder or blunder for heroic Joseph Peppy to try to save his friend. <laughs> there will be major plot details discussed, so here's your dang spoiler warning. Also, we won't be using any of that foul, foul language, so your grandma can listen. Okay. Mark footage! <laughs> Hello, listener, and welcome to Spooktober! It's time for scary movies. Oh, no. Well, this is the second episode. This is the second episode, Joe. This well, is not the Let's just open. keep it. Welcome back to Mock Footage. My name is Joe Langlois, and this week we're going to talk about Beetlejuice. My name is Ray Giroso, and if we say that name two more times, we might have a special guest. Beetlejuice? Beetlejuice. It's showtime. Uh, Beetlejuice is here. Beetlejuice is here. It's me. It's me. It's I'm Beetlejuice. What no, up? you're not. Hey, what up, gamers? It's me, Beetlejuice. Uh, check out my Twitch streams, twitch.tv slash Beetlejuice. Gamerjuice, Beetlejuice, it's all the same. How do you spell that? Um, uh, T-H-A-T. Welcome to the podcast, Mars. It's good to have you. Hi. Uh, yeah, my name, my name is Mars. Um, and, uh, it's good to be here. Uh, Beetlejuice is, is one of my favorite movies, so I'm, I'm super excited to, mm-hmm. to, to, to be a part of this, <laughs> this spooktober. Yeah. This, this. This graveyard month. This graveyard month is is the one. I'm I'm really. That's, that's what I'm calling it from now on. <laughs> that's a good one. Um, yeah. It's also I know one of Ray's absolute favorite movies. So Ray, could you real quick tell us you know all the details that you remember and just a quick plot synopsis uh, with the pertinent details, especially. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Um, Beetlejuice is a scary comedy movie. Featuring an ensemble cast, including Winona Ryder and the guy who plays the Blue Ranger from the original Power Rangers. Okay. Um, okay, yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, that him and... I'm going to call him Billy, uh, okay. because that's his name in the movie. Billy and his new wife uh, just recently bought a home, and they're on their way there. Or, I'm sorry, they're on the way to town after they, they visit their new home, and they die in a car accident. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. That's, that's too bad. Yeah, and that's the movie. Thanks seems for like no. a lame movie. Yeah, it seems like ending on a car crash is, like, it, 15 it, minutes in is kind of a lame movie. It, it's 10 minutes in. It would be oh. a lame movie, but it's actually the beginning of the movie because they become oh. ghosts. Okay. And they go to the spirit realm and learn how to be ghosts. What does that entail? 
That entails crossing the sandworm desert and talking to a receptionist to learn <laughs> how to be haunty. Her haunters. I'm not sure how those two tasks are connected. Could you please lay that out a little bit? Yeah, clearer? yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you have to cross purgatory, and in this case, it's a sandworm desert. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're ghosts, and they're waiting to learn how to be ghosts and accept the fact that they're dead. This is actually very scary for me because death is real and moral quandary. What is a sandworm? A sandworm is a cryptid. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Um, it's, it's just a very big claymation worm. So... They they cross the desert to to get to this receptionist. What what's that sort of look like? Well, it's very scary, but it's very quick because um, it's just a small glimpse. Because it comes back later when the titular Beetlejuice comes back here and dies. So okay, but Whoa. before we go there, <laughs> yeah, we're, that's the only right. reason why we see the sandworms. Um, so they learn how to be ghosts and they come back. And, um, like, 20 years later in their house, a new family comes, and it's Winona Ryder, goth girl, and her step-parents, or her parents? I'm, I can't remember, but they're very uptight socialists. Uh Socialites, not socialists. (laughs) Socialites. And, uh, the, the ghosts, the ghosts come and try to scare them away, because that's what ghosts do, and they, it doesn't work. And also, Winona Ryder can see ghosts, I think. And so they summon Beetlejuice to help terrorize the family, and hijinks ensue, and they realize they have to get rid of him, because he's a menace. So, okay, so when they die, they have to cross the Sandworm Desert. That's your first test as a dead person. And they get Uh to the receptionist Mm -hmm. who teaches them how to be ghosts, but then they don't really have to do anything for a couple decades, and then they find out they're bad at being ghosts. Yes. Which is why they summon Beetlejuice, and then Beetlejuice gets out of hand, so they lure him back to the sandworm desert where he dies. Ray? <laughs> Ray, is that... Uh, we lost him. We we lost Ray. We lost him in the sandworm desert. The, sa- the sandworm has claimed him. Hmm. Hello? 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 Hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm back from the sandworm desert. Oh, there's lots of sand everywhere. There's some. There's sand in my hair. There's sand in my eyes. There's sand in my armpits. There's sand in my Beetlejuice because that's where Beetlejuice ends up, and he gets eaten by a sandworm. Right. Okay. Um, so that was right. that was okay. That was my question. They yes. they hire this guy to help them scare the family, and then he gets out of control, and they lure him back to the sandworm desert where he dies i mean he doesn't really die but it's he he won't come back for a while he get it he get it he's exiled he he's exiled from the the haunted house where the 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 winona rider and the the ghosts are like do they do they get him do they get a sandworm to eat him not on purpose wait does it happen Mm. or no yeah. Yes, yes, he okay, gets eaten right. by a sandworm, but that's not the intent. The intent is but to that get rid of him. That doesn't kill a ghost. So the intent is just to lock him out of the house? Yes, he's exiled. I said this. Am I still cutting Perfect. out? No, no, I just, want to, I just wanted to be clear. Uh-huh. 
yeah, okay. Um, you have so to say his is... name three times to get rid of him, and he gets exiled into the Sandworm Desert. Uh, That's what I was trying okay. to say before I was cut out. Okay, gotcha. Um, oh, okay. Wait, yeah. so outside so, of the house is the Sandworm Desert? In this reality, because it's the ghost zone. So how I does see. like Winona Ryder and her step or real parents get to town? Well, they're fine because they're not in the ghost zone. So only the ghosts and Beetlejuice, if they leave the house, they end up in the Sandworm Desert. It's weird ah. ghost portal stuff. So, so Beetlejuice gets got. Mm-hmm. What is that? The end of the movie? I mean, the ghosts stay and they hang out with Winona Ryder and her family, who finally accept her for who she is. So. Okay. Uh huh. Okay, I I've got I've got a question. Yeah. You say that they they hire Beetlejuice. How do they how do they hear about him? How do they meet him? Oh, he's in the telephone book. He's oh, okay. The, he's in the ghost telephone book. Under says, what? Under Beetlegoozies. Um. Person exterminator. Person, Person exterminator. Get get rid get rid of those people that are in your house now. Hire Beetlejuice. What do you think of his raven? His I mean, ra- just... his raven friend. It's very creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think it really had a whole lot to do with anything. It was just a cool raven. Can you remind me mm-hmm. of their name? Yeah, what's the name of the raven, Ray? Raven juice. It's Raven oh, juice. Oh, that's, yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's, I mean, like, it's such a good name, too, mm-hmm. frankly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the full timeline is these, these two folks do a big crash. They are ghosts. They cross the desert, mm-hmm. meet with a receptionist mm-hmm. uh, who teaches them how to be ghosts. Teach is a loose term. They just kind of give them a handbook. Oh, okay. There's a handbook. Yes, I didn't get to say that earlier. So what's what's? Tell me about this handbook. I mean, it teaches you how to possess items and objects and people and and tips and tricks on how to be scary. Hmm. What's the best ghost trick that they learn from the book? The one is possession. Yeah. Uh, no, it's not, actually. It's turn your face into an abominable horror. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. That part stuck with me, too. It, mm-hmm. it, yeah, that part is always stuck with me. <laughs> uh, okay. So when, when do they do the big the big freaky face? Um, I mean, they try it on Winona Ryder. It doesn't work because she's cool. And also, she's goth. Um, they try it on the family members. The family mem- members don't really react to it for some reason. What reason? They can't see them. They can't see them. Okay. Because they haven't accepted ghosts into their heart. Once you accept a ghost into your heart, you can see them. Oh. That seems okay. like a waste. They're not believers. So, so it's... If you believe in ghosts, then you can see ghosts. If you believe in ghosts, then they can terrorize you, but also you probably won't be as scared of them as somebody who wouldn't believe in ghosts. Right, that's why it's right. the best that's trick, busted. but also the, it's it's just a parlor trick ghosts, in the end. Ghosts have it rough. 
Mm. Ghosts do have it rough. I I I've always said this. What's the what's the funniest what's the funniest little pranky that Beetlejuice falls? Yeah, yeah. T- tell us a little bit more about Beetlejuice. I want to know about this of, man. This this this. I mean, we say man. What is he a ghost? Yeah, he's. You you didn't really nail that uh, nail that down. How would he die? Yeah. How'd he die? Beetlejuice is a chaos spirit. He was born dead. He was... (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. That's what I said before I was rudely cut off by Discord gremlins. The Discord did not want us to hear the truth. Clearly. Yeah. Um, I'm here for the truth, and they're trying to stop me. They are trying to stop me from telling you the truth, and the truth is... Beetlejuice is a chaos spirit that was never was born dead, mm-hmm. and the best trick, the funniest trick that he does is unflush himself from the toilet. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, because you know it's comedy gold because you expect things to go down the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, it's the classic subversion of expe- expectations. Exactly. <laughs> we all expected Beetlejuice to go down, down the, toilet. the toilet. But coming up the toilet, oh, busted a gut. I really need to know more about this lore, um, because you <laughs> yes, say he was please. born dead. From who? From where? Where did he come from? Yeah. Where from, did he come from? Where did from he go? His... Where did he come from? Cotton Beetlejuice. Joe. Um, <laughs> yeah. That was... Yeah. Um, he came from his mother, Mother Juice. Mother Juice? Mother Juice. Tell me more okay. about her! Well, we don't get a lot. We just kind of see a scene of her taking care of little baby Rascal Juice. Um, Wait, so he was a baby. He wasn't born fully formed. No, he was she was holding him, like, as a uh, fully formed adult Beetlejuice, oh. but like a baby. Oh, I okay. see. Okay. In full, like, ghost baby costume. Like, Mind of a baby, body of a ghost. I think he was fully formed at that point. Okay, all right. He gotcha. he just enjoyed it. He just enjoyed mm. being baby, and and he was he's he's a chaos spirit. Okay, yes, but she loved him. And how did he get so good at exterminating people? Yeah, how did he get into that business? Uh, I think it was a. I think it's a family business, but I think he took it to its logical extreme. Um, and people got worried, and, well, not people, but the supernatural world got worried and said, you need to calm down, and so he, he laid low for a while, and only comes when you call him. That was the rule set upon him. Hmm. Did, did you say who plays Beetlejuice? Don't ask me this question, Mars, because I don't know. Don't do this. I need to know. I- I'm just wondering who plays Beetlejuice. Who is it? Let me think. I don't know funny people. I don't know. Hmm. I mean, I mean, you've seen the movie clearly. I'm just, you know, you just. I need mean, to... there's so much makeup. Right. Yeah, that's fair. Danny DeVito. It is oh, okay. Danny DeVito. <laughs> it's Danny DeVito. Of course, yeah. it's Danny DeVito. <laughs> yeah, it's Danny DeVito. Good God, can we get this movie remade? <laughs> Out of all the movie remakes. Okay. 
Winona right. Ryder can play the the wife ghost this time. Mm-hmm. It'll be great. All right. I, it's it's very clear from your description that you you have seen this movie before. Actually, um, how I don't know if I have. Well, you definitely did, but you also maybe saw some other stuff. <laughs> Is no one going to ask me about the musical number or? Wait. That- yes. Hold on. Yes, that's a good point. That's an actually very good point. I thought I thought that we got there. I thought that you mentioned it already. Because you basically well, did, but then I guess you glossed over it. So let's go back. What about the musical number? Let's dig into no, this musical uh, yeah, number. Let's talk about the the the, the dinner table scene oh, where that. the family oh, yes. is possessed and sings the banana boat song, and it's wonderful. And oh, what's her name? Oh, she's in this movie. She's actually the mom. Yeah. Catherine yeah. O'Hara. I think so. Yeah, is that I, her I'm, name? I need to find out if that's her name. I'm pretty actually. sure that's her name. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, Catherine O'Hara plays the mom. Yes. Uh, I forgot to mention her. Yeah, and they they do a great uh, rendition of the Banana Boat song, and it's very scary. So yeah, I think I I don't know that I have any more questions. I think it's I think it's pretty clear. I think it's pretty clear. Now I I am gonna put a. An embargo here. You can't just say Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Uh, yes, but what I know. Is the most, what is the most iconic line from this movie that you remember? Oh, it's by Mom O'Hara. Uh, and she says, Darling, you can't just be friends with ghosts. They're beneath us. Oh. Oh. Ugh, that's iconic. It is iconic. And, and, uh, Definitely proving the point. Uh, I think that that they are in- definitely socialites and not socialists. Yes, absolutely, mm-hmm. <laughs> and also deserve to be haunted. That's probably why I always say you can't be friends with ghosts. I like I, I'm now remembering. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> why not, Mom? Oh, uh, let's let's take let's uh, eat some popcorn. Yeah, absolutely. Mine has caramel. Podcast, podcast, podcast. It's time to take a break and tell you about some of the other shows here on Lunar Light Studio. Thank you, Lunar Light Studio, for hosting mock footage. So firstly, let's talk about Artificial Ghost Radio. It's hosted by Mars, who you may know from this episode of mock footage, and their friend Miles. And Mars and Miles both love music, and so they have devised a music recommendation game show where each week one of the hosts challenges the other to find songs based on completely arbitrary themes and then they genuinely discuss them and they make some goofs along the way and then they spin the wheel of discord (laughs) which is where one of the hosts has to choose a music library of theirs and randomly select a song from it And then talk about that song, no matter how embarrassing that might be. You can find Artificial Ghost Radio on Lunar Light Studio and wherever else you get your podcasts. And if you're still hungry for new podcasts, you can listen to Comradical. Comradical is an educational podcast about socialism on you. Uh, I'm not going to read this in a Russian accent. Comradical seeks to take the high concept theories and ideas behind socialism and make them easy to digest comical bits. In doing so, they hope to clear up a lot of the misconceptions and myths about 
communism and maybe learn a few things along the way. Seize the means, stay calm radical. Yeah, it's a good, good show. And you don't necessarily need to share an ideology with somebody to learn more about it. So uh, I've learned a lot about communism through this show, and it is uh, a fun time. So thank you again to Artificial Ghost Radio, to Comradical, and to Lunar Light Studio. Let's get back into the discussion of Beetlejuice. Ray, Ray, Ray! Oh, 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 Joe, I was just baking a cake and now I can't get to the oven. What do you need? I need you to tell me how you feel about this movie. I'm feeling pretty good about this one. I'm not going to say the name because I don't like uh, curses. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm the only curse I need. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good about this one. I... I expected it to be scarier, um, but if I was younger and actually watched it, I would be a little creeped out mm-hmm. by some of it. But honestly, I just wanted to cry at the end instead. Like a happy cry? A happy cry. A happy ending cry. Yeah. 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 Uh, hi, my name is Mars. I didn't really introduce myself at the actual start of the episode. I do podcasts or whatever, and this movie was completely foundational to my entire aesthetic as a ch- as a child mm-hmm. and into today. Yeah. Basically my timeline of influences it like starts at Scooby-Doo and then Beetlejuice was kind of in the middle there. That's one. Sorry, oh, you're right. Yeah. No, yeah, we got to be aware. We got to be aware of how many times we say it. So, Ray, me, you, you have seen this movie before. Apparently, I don't remember seeing it. I really don't. I don't recall like watching this movie, but I apparently I did. Um, would you like to go through the actual synopsis real quick? Uh, Mars. yeah, yeah, we absolutely. Yeah, uh, go, yeah. Go ahead, Mars. So, mo- movie opens. And we are introduced to the Maitlands. Uh, Barbara and... Adam? Adam. Adam. Yeah, Adam. Uh, who are a very much in love couple. They live in a very big house on a hill in the small town of Winter River, Connecticut. And... They are having a little staycation at home, just renovating their house. And then they end up going into town, and then on their way back, they crash uh, their car and land in the river and drown. So. Good movie, everyone. Good, great flick. Yeah, good movie. That's where it ends. Um, no, that's not where they where it ends, because... Next we see them, they arrive in their home, their idyllic country home, where there are cows outside. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Um, We were kind of on cow watch, and there were cows outside in, like, the first half of the movie, and then the last half of the movie, the cows were gone. Yeah. It's very sad. But there was a lot of black and white in this movie. There was a lot of black and white in this movie. So, yeah. 
the Maitlands arrive, and they end up figuring out that they are ghosts. They have this handbook called the Guidebook for the Recently Deceased, and they can't figure it out, blah, blah, blah. Hey, Joe, take over for me. Sure. Yeah, so they are struggling with the handbook, and then at the same time that they're struggling with the handbook, um, a, a wealthy family moves in, and they're insufferable. That's yeah. uh, Catherine O'Hara and her spouse and her stepdaughter, Lydia, played by Winona Ryder. And then um, also Beetlejuice, who's some guy. Some Two. Chaos. Yep, that's the second one. Chaos spirit. Uh, no, like is looking through the newspaper and finds that these people have died and is he starts scheming. We don't know what he's up to yet, but they end up going to uh, the Maitlands. They end up going to the, I don't know, the DMV for the dead. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and getting help and learning how to scare folks because they want to scare this insufferable wealthy family out of their home um, because they are like tearing it apart. Yeah. Uh the uh the mom, Catherine O'Hara, uh Lydia, I believe is no, her name. Lydia's the daughter. No, no, Lydia's the daughter. Delia. What's the name of the Delia Delia, Delia Dietz. Yes, the Dietzes. Mm-hmm. Uh Lydia sorry, not Cat Delia <laughs> uh is very, very interested in renovating the house completely. Mm-hmm. She you know, this is a New York family, she is a sculptor, whatever. Uh, and, uh, she and her friend? Otho. Otho? The designer, yeah. Are they, are they friends? How did they meet? Who knows? Uh, Otho, uh, and them just rip apart the house and completely change it. And so by the time they get back to the house, it's completely changed, except for the attic, which is locked, and that's kind of the Maitland safe space in their home. And then they try to scare the people, and they get better and better at it, but they're still not very good because they're kind. <laughs> and yeah, so they... <laughs> yeah, because they're good people. And then... yeah, they do this this whole big scare. We'll get to it. And then yeah, they have to um, they have to enlist the help of Beetlejuice, which they were warned not to, but they they have no other choice. That oh. Sh- here he is. <laughs> it's showtime. Beetlejuice. 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 Okay. Oh, no. Oh, nuts. Okay, so oh. they have to enlist the help of this chaos spirit, and uh, oh. he's the worst. He's just a terrible, terrible thing. He sucks so he sucks bad so and bad. He's awful. The absolute worst. And he is very vicious, and he hurts the people in the house, and... Um, now they're like, oh, we've gone too far. We got to get rid of this guy and learn how to live in peace with the with this rich family. And that's that's really what it comes down to is uh, they they do eventually find a way to all get along in, yeah. in their house. But it's just a lot of wacky antics in the meantime and haunting and such. So that's that's mm-hmm. the whole that's the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah, and then at the end, uh, well, we'll get. We'll, <laughs> at the end they just hang out just like ray said they, yeah. they, <laughs> it's so okay. great because lydia gets two two families yeah. and the maitlands get a daughter just like they always wanted yeah. and yeah well yeah the the it's like it's like the maitlands adopt lydia and then her her uh, like her dad and her stepmother 
just kind of hang out and chill. Yeah, they just basically give up on parenting because they weren't doing it anyway. <laughs> they were bad they... and they knew they were bad, but they came here to relax. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they, everybody got a happy ending. Yeah. Yeah. Delia can start finally making some decent sculptures because she's been scared by Beetlejuice. Um... Yeah. I, yeah, I guess. <laughs> She she felt raw emotion, true fear. Now she can make art. Uh, it, so mm-hmm. and her sculptures tried to kill her. So that's um, there is this. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's Saturn, um, but there is like the desert that Ray mentioned. They don't have to cross it to get to the DMV. Um, it's just kind of like a, a no a no a no go zone. If you leave the house as a ghost, you go to Saturn, and there are sandworms there that will eat you. Uh, is it? Is it is it supposed to be the planet Saturn? That that's what they said at the end of the movie. I'm not sure if it's the planet Saturn or it's a place called Saturn. All right. Well, I believe you. What's his name? Said it and talked about <laughs> sandworms. Beetlegeist said it. Yeah. Um, at the end, uh, this Beetlegeist uh, makes a deal with Lydia to help the Maitlands because they've been like summoned and they're like decaying. And Lydia yeah. wants to help them, so she's like, please, please help them, I'll do anything. And the the bad man says, alright, you gotta marry me so that I can, like, be a permanent... I, I, I will not be banished anymore. He's, he's like, Yeah, a permanent this. citizen of the living realm, yeah. I guess. As the wedding ceremony is going on, the other people in the room are, like, trying to get him sent back. They're trying to get him out of control. And... Um, Barbara gets sent to Saturn, where she apparently tames a sandworm and rides it back to Earth and sends yeah, it. She's because she's really cool. Because <laughs> like Barb is actually the best character. Because Barbara is actually really really cool. She's so great, actually. Oh no! How, like how... kind and caring and able to tame a sandworm to save her adoptive daughter. Yeah, Love yeah. Her. They tease it at the Absolutely. beginning because she punches it in the nose. And... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so good. So let's talk about the toilet scene. Yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> let's talk about the scene where Beetlejuice rises from a toilet. That's one. That's one. Um, We're back to one. <laughs> you know. We didn't see a toilet scene, but I to- it totally is expected. I totally well, expected a toilet scene fit, after yeah. experiencing yeah. Now, him. Now, I'm, I guess I'm curious where you pulled that the rising from the toilet scene from. Yeah. That, it's that called f- My Brain. Because I, I, I think that might be a scene in, like, It... I don't know. But I, I've never seen it. But I was like, "There's no way you've seen it." <laughs> what it I, reminds me of is definitely my favorite Beetlegeist bit, which is when he when he first meets them, he's like introducing himself and trying to sell his services as a scary, wacky man that can scare out the the bad family, um, and he like is just. Going and going, you can't stop him. He just won't shut up. And then all of a sudden, he interrupts himself. His head starts spinning around really fast, like 360 degrees, just going around and around. And then he, like, catches his head and stops it. And then he says, don't you hate it when that happens? Like, (sighs) it's so funny. (laughs) There is a lot, like, one of my favorite things about this movie is that it's constantly, like, 
bringing up weird things about the world that like are not really explained but you just have to like deal with yeah. it mm-hmm. yeah it's just part of the lore that they cr- that tim burton tim burton made this movie mm-hmm. created it's just you know ghosts you Spirits. know ghosts ticket ticket receptionist like mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. There, there's a lot there's a lot going on in this movie real i mean like Overall, like, the actual, like, events of the story, like, it kind of gets through it pretty quickly, but... But we are given a lot of information. But there's a lot of, like, extra information just about how death works in this world. Mm -hmm. And it's really interesting, and, and, like, part, like, honestly, all of that background stuff is, like, the stuff that I am most interested in this movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I really like that they gave an explanation to why ghosts haunt a building. Yeah. It's because some people move in and they start changing things and the ghosts are upset. Like, yeah, that that's, that's a very plausible explanation. Yeah. <laughs> that can happen in the real world. I, I also love the, like, element of bureaucracy to it. Mm-hmm. Their caseworker, Juno, uh, even says... Oh, she's fantastic. She even says at some point, like... This is just a routine haunting. Like, we can't let it get blown out of proportions. Yeah. This scenario that the Maitlands are going through is supposed to be fairly normal. Yeah. 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 But they're just so nice. Yeah, but they're just, they're just so nice and not, not very scary. Yeah. The one thing that always frustrated me about it is that it feels like whenever they talk to anybody at, at the the afterlife at the underworld DMV, it feels like a lot of their problems could be solved by reading the book. And I understand that it's dense, mm-hmm. but they did have like months with it before anything happened. Um, yeah, right. It's like you could have you could have just read the book. I mean, Lydia read the book. Yeah, Lydia read the entire book and was like, yeah. Lydia read the book. Otho read the book. Otho read par- at least part of the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the Maitlands something... don't read, <laughs> and that's it's fine. You know, like some people don't read, but they were given the book, but they weren't like given specific instructions to use the book, and they were just kind of thrown into the yeah. ex- the situation, which I yeah, get. They, they just showed up at home and like, oh, there's this book here. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they should have read it while they were waiting for people to move in. That would have helped. But they also keep making the point that this book is dense. It's hard to read. It They, they say it multiple times. It reads like stereo instructions. Mm-hmm. But Otho um, and Lydia read it. And maybe yeah. they're just not like instruction manual readers, you know? They're not very technical people. But I think the 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 thing, the scene in the movie that showcases how complicated the book is... But also how like needlessly complicated it seems yeah. is there are they are so they don't cross the desert to get to this DMV. They uh, what they do is they draw a door on the wall and Adam like looks at the book and he's like reading through it and he's and he's like, OK, draw a door. And then he steps back. Well, he just draws a rectangle and he steps back and he looks at the book and it's like, oh, and then he flips two pages ahead, and is like, oh, knock three times. 
Here's the thing. What was on those pages? (laughs) Here's the thing, Mars. As an academic and as an instruction manual writer, I don't do that. I I totally get it. Like, you have to fill some things with a bunch of jargon before you can get to the next step. Uh, It was probably a lot of explanation on the shape of the door and how big the door is and the fact that you can use chalk, ink, etc, etc. The doorknob can be on either side, but it can't be at the top or bottom for reasons. Why are you defending this terrible book? What if you draw the door upside down? Then you're going (laughs) to land upside down in there. That's your choice. Okay. You have to jump in and then you're going to land upside down into the, the reception area. I'm defending this book because I one day have to write books. <laughs> we'll write them better than this one. Yeah. Oh, I will. Yeah. Uh, Don't also, doubt. Uh, here's the other thing I want to point out about the book. At the very end, it looks like they made the book into a magazine. The, oh, so they, that was there's a separate. It was a separate yeah. publication. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a handbook for living with the deceased. Oh, okay. I I I missed yeah. that. It gotcha. was for gotcha. the 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 Dietzes to okay. use. I l- okay. In that case, I love that it's a magazine. Yeah, it's much mm-hmm. lighter, much breezier. <laughs> mm-hmm. You just don't get in their way. Just, just live your life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, I think it was nice for Mister Dietz to use to uh, to help him adjust to just living, <laughs> because mm-hmm. he did not know how to exist. Because he moved out there to relax, and he couldn't. He, could he just relax. couldn't. He what? Wa- no. One of my favorite scenes with him is he's watching a bird, and with a binoculars through a window, and he's learning how to bird watch. And he's like, "Birdie," and then it starts eating worms, and he goes, "Get it!" <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. was very cute. Uh. So. I may have seen this movie before, but how did I do? Did I get an A? Did I get a C? I mean, you did pretty good. You fell for a lot of the bait. Um, yeah. And you added a lot of stuff that wasn't in there, so I'm going to give you a B. Okay, like what? B for Beetlegeist. Be- no. All right. <laughs> All right, so, I mean, you know, we, we did sort of intentionally lead you on a little bit. Um, oh, no. uh, the first time Joe tried I think- to lie to me. I think Joe at some point mentioned a raven. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. This is the first time in mock footage history that Joe intentionally <laughs> lied to me about a scene in a movie, and yeah. I'm very hurt. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you never know what to expect. I know because I keep bringing it up every episode. You know, if you're gonna nail the plot like that, like if you've clearly seen it before, I've got to keep it interesting somehow. But I haven't. <laughs> There were I mean, birds and bird-faced ghosts. When watching this movie, did you, like, did any of the scenes seem familiar? I mean, yeah, I've seen, like, GIFs and stuff, but I honestly, I probably saw it on TV while I was doing something with my family. Yeah. Joe, did we ever watch it in college? Like, Uh, probably. You know what? I think I, yeah, I think I did watch it for Halloween one year. Mm, so it was probably playing in the background. Mm-hmm. Because I do remember the house on the hill and a couple other details, as you can see. <laughs> but I don't remember, like, eating the information with my eyes. Yeah. And sure. Ears. Sure. So. You did mention this, the musical number, right? You did, did. mention the music no- musical number. And in fact, you basically got it 
a hundred percent like for the i mean like to the point that i would expect somebody to re- remember it you know i mean who hasn't seen the banana boat scene <laughs> is the thing yeah i mean probably it, a lot of yeah. people but like it's very iconic for sure i think it is the scene that is like maybe most iconic about this movie oh it, it wasn't the scene where the pervy ghost man was trying to marry a child Look, we'll let's we'll dive into the actions of the horrid man Beetle Boy, but this scene. So uh Delia has invited a bunch of uh socialite people up to her house after the renovation to have a dinner party. She wants to impress. She wants to impress them. And nobody is having a good time. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, every like this, like at the table before the the haunt happens, they're all just making just mean mm-hmm. comments about each other, and and clearly just having a, a terrible time. Can I get a Catherine O'Hara laugh from each of you? Uh. Oh. I'm just kidding. It's it, you can't nail it. No one can. <laughs> now, Ray, can, can we get a Catherine O'Hara laugh from you? No. Oh. <laughs> she does such a good job. <laughs> Catherine O'Hara is fantastic. Catherine O'Hara is, is definitely like a major highlight of this movie. Yeah. She like when she like bit at his face and stuff when she was like leaving the room or whatever as a cute little oh my god it made my skin crawl (laughs) yeah like Catherine O'Hara is honestly like one of my favorite actresses Mm -hmm. just because every single role she does is completely different Mm -hmm. yeah you even see that in this movie between her artist like New York socialite and then also during the the possession scene. So this parlor yeah. trick, this uh this this <laughs> first haunt that the Maitlands do without the help of Beetlegeist, um they possess these people that are at the table and start making them dance to the banana boat song. Is that what you've been calling? I mean it uh, Yeah, it's Deo or the banana boat song. And they they are singing to it singing and dancing and they are all realizing that they've been possessed and then the shrimp arms come up out of the bowls and grab their faces yeah they have like little shrimp cocktails and then that they turn into shrimp like the shrimp turn into the fingers of a scaly monster hand that grabs their heads and pushes them back it's truly upsetting no, it is mm-hmm. and it's bad they are all completely unfazed they're like that was so cool. Yeah, that was so fun. That was so oh, fun. we should do this again. Oh, people will pay big money for this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is exactly how socialites would react to this situation. Very much proving not not socialists. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. What what um I think what Joe was trying to get at here is that during this scene, Catherine O'Hara is lip syncing the song. But she's moving and grooving, but her face is saying a completely different story. Yeah, yeah, no, honestly, yeah. And it's and it stays constant 
and gets better throughout the the entire scene, and it's very good because yeah. her body says yes. I'm very into this this scene right now, but her face, her face is just full so of confusion shocked. and yeah. fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she does a great job. I think that the performances overall in this movie are really excellent. I yeah. really love Winona mm-hmm. Ryder. Um, she overacts perfectly, um, and she like really nails down on onto that Tim Burton aesthetic that that mm-hmm. hot topic <laughs> night, um, <laughs> nightmare before Christmas like a hundred percent like you, I don't know if this is what started all of that but it feels like it I don't know I don't know it maybe when she's writing like he, when she's writing her her note uh, like I know she's going through something and it's sad but also mm-hmm. like how how much she's overacting like i i feel like there's an awareness there that they're like this is this is a little melodramatic and you are yeah, yeah. taking it no plummeted and like it, it gets me it's 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 fun it's good yeah it's this good. this this movie is definitely it's definitely like a dark comedy mm-hmm. for sure mm-hmm. there's a lot of dark gross humor in it um, but it's like Beetlejuice. Whoops, Two. that's the second one. Uh, Beetleman is a uh, is a horrible, terrible, terrible person. Mm-hmm. But everybody in the movie knows that. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. no nobody likes him, and everyone immediately recognizes that his him being here is a mistake. Mm-hmm. And that energy is, like, it really helps this movie seem, like, A, believable, but also means that the humor lands better because, like, I know they hate it, too. So, um, Mars, yes? you, you mentioned that, you, like, you, you brought this movie, you said that you, you wanted to do this with us, and I know that you've mentioned yeah. it's important in establishing your aesthetic. Um. I guess what's your what's what's your history with the movie, real quick? Since since I want I want to know a little bit more about why why you're here for this episode. Yeah, you mentioned Scooby Doo into B B B B B B this movie. Yeah. So Michael, um, his name is Michael. Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. Yes. I've I've always been uh, very interested in like the goth aesthetic, mm-hmm. and I definitely like. Like, I, I definitely, like, I don't necessarily, like, always dress in all black with, like, frills and whatever, you know, that, Mm -hmm. but I I do definitely consider myself a goth, um, just sort of like a, a soft goth, if you will. Mm -hmm. Uh, and as a kid, I was always drawn to anything that was, like, creepy but not necessarily scary because i've always i've also always been a coward okay so you know like i definitely started off with scooby-doo right which definitely a hundred percent started this whole thing and as a kid like the media that i watched a lot and and uh, got really into was the stuff that my parents were into for the most part. So 
most of the music that I listened to as a kid was from my parents, and same with most of the movies. So, uh, Ghostbusters and uh, Beetlejuice, and there are definitely others that I'm just not remembering at this very moment because it's very hot in my room and <laughs> that messes with my brain. But these movies and these aesthetics just super stuck with me and something that I've always wanted to channel and, and, and recreate in, in the stuff that I make. Um, and like, like listening to y'all's episode on Ghostbusters, I was just like, oh yeah, it is kind of a bad movie, but it looks very <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Gozer, baby. Yeah, Gozer is a non-binary icon. I want, I, I would absolutely, like, I, I should cosplay Gozer one of these days. You should um, cosplay Gozer always, is what you meant to say. For sure. Uh, but yeah, that that stuff has always just stuck with me. That that dark and grimy aesthetic, mm -hmm. but with you know a lightness and comedy. Yeah. So do you, real quick, do you enjoy other Tim Burton flicks and pieces of media? Um, or is this kind, kind of, of yeah? I mean, Nightmare Nightmare Before Christmas is a classic. Uh, it is a legitimately great movie, but it's also not directed by Tim Burton. Um, you know, just based off of a poem that he wrote. Um, I don't know. Tim Burton is definitely kind of off and on for me. He's definitely made good movies, but like, I feel like as those movies age, they tend not to hold up too well. Yeah, this one always does, and it was one of the first. And like, what I like seeing in Tim Burton movies is like the sandworm and the sculptures yeah, moving around exactly. and stuff. I'm like, oh, there you are, Tim. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the yeah. practical effects in this movie were so good. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. When I always when I see that weird stuff, I love that. Uh, yeah. I like how whenever we see the house, I can't tell if it's the model or if the if, if it's mm. the real house. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoy that aspect yeah. of this film. I, I love the because uh, the opening credits of this movie are the camera slowly panning through the town. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you get to the house and it looks great and cool. And then a spider crawls over it. And so it's like, oh, this is the model. Yeah, yeah it's and fun. It's, it's good. It's very fun. It's very it's cool. It's such a cool opening shot. Yeah. And, and also I love the, um, I love the whole ghost DMV. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I think that like the way that they m just meld the absolute nightmare that is bureaucracy and the nightmare that is death I into something that sounds that looks kind of lighthearted. I like and what you fun. said, but I would I would I would substitute the word nightmare for absurdity. Yeah, no, you're not, you're right. Yeah, like I think that's what this movie real really is exploring is the absurdity of death and that's why all so much of what happens is so absurd um but it's that's i mean that's what it is like you gotta laugh at it you gotta find the joy in it and that's what they did as a family which is is so excellent i like yeah I, i've i've watched this movie probably a dozen times in my life um and i there have been times that i watched it that i didn't enjoy it as much like 
a lot of the a lot of Michael Keaton's stuff is really rude and really rough. But yeah, you know, yeah. if you if you can keep in mind that he is like just an atrocious, like you're not supposed to like him at all. He's just atrocious. And Which is why the Beetlejuice cartoon is very weird. Oh, that's three. Oh no, he's here again. It's, it's showtime. It's showtime. <laughs> oh no, there's two of you. You got to say it six times now to get rid of both of them. Uh, you can stay. It's fine. Um, let's finish this off. You okay. two. <laughs> I, like, I don't have enough strength alone to do this, and you took away my friends. Uh, yeah, I mean. Just kidding, Beetlejuice, 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 Beetlejuice. It's showtime, showtime, it's showtime, showtime, it's showtime. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, you're, you're, you're not supposed to like that bad person, and you're also not necessarily supposed to like the parents. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But I do. <laughs> I mean, they're they're clearly not great parents. They're not great parents. But they're interesting, atrocious people. Yeah. They're interesting, atrocious people, and also they just like, they're like, oh, these ghosts are better parents. Yeah. Dip. They, they, they conceded to that fact, and yeah. I'm fine with that. That's that's fine. L- Lydia's clearly in a bit, like, at the end of the movie, like, she's still goth, but she's, but she's happy. happy. She's happy. Yeah. And, like, she's so happy. <laughs> yeah, that's. That's what I am aiming to achieve in myself. Happy goth. Happy goth. Happy goth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think we should all aspire to be happy goth. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ray, would you recommend watching this flick? Uh, would you recommend it to somebody who's never seen it before? Yeah, watch it once and then forget you watched it, I guess. <laughs> like I did. And watch it again and be like, wow, I knew everything that was going to happen. You're like, wow, I remember every single detail. I remember Raven Juice so clearly. Raven Juice was my favorite character. (laughs) (laughs) Raven Juice was the name of that bird. I don't know if it was a raven, but that's officially its name now. Uh, yeah, yeah, I I enjoyed this this fun fun film with you too. Thank you so much for for showing me Beetle Beetle for the <laughs> second time. Beetle Beetle, you're welcome, Ray. Thank you. Uh, thank you both for hanging out, and thank you, listener, for sticking around and listening with us. Um, you can reach out to us. We are doing a bunch of spooky movies here in October, so we won't get to suggestions until after this month, but you can find us on Twitter at, at MockFootage. You can send emails to mockfootage at gmail.com. And Mars, where can we find more of you? For sure. Uh, you can find more of me on the internet at twitter.com. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at one sailor Mars, all spelled out. Happy goth. Uh, the happy goth. Maybe I should just change that my might, my yeah, Twitter that... at to happy goth. That's probably already taken. <laughs> at least for a little bit. Um. Uh. Yeah. You can find me on Twitter at one sailor Mars. I also do uh, two other podcasts on Lunar Light Studio. Uh. The first one is a music podcast that I do with my good friend Miles, where we recommend each other music. And it's called Artificial Ghost Radio. And the other podcast that I do, I do with Ray over here and Marble, and Marble Cantus. 
uh, called Deck of Friendship, where we uh, watch and review anime that are based on real-life games. Uh, thank you both for having me on. This was a, it was a really so good time. Thank us. you. Yeah, I was. I'm so happy that you that you liked the movie. I I almost because I hadn't seen it in a while. I almost thought that I wouldn't like the movie mm-hmm. seeing it again. But I but I really do like this movie. It's a very good I've movie. I've been looking forward to watching this movie since we started doing mock footage, and I'm so glad you're here for it. <laughs> yeah. Thank Thank you once again for having me on. It was such a good time. All right, folks. Let's do it. Let's find out what is the most iconic movie, or what is the most iconic line from this movie. Oh. Mars, what's your favorite line? Hmm. See, the problem is that I don't remember anything. Can I ever? Can I put forth a suggestion? Yeah, what up? It's when Lydia says, My whole life is a dark world. Yeah. Yeah, one big dark rip. Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> that it. That was good, yeah. Oh, good. Lunar Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay. I'm your host, Andy. I hate most things, but I try not to let that get in the way of me enjoying my life. And I'm Evan. I love most things, and it really makes me enjoy my life. I'm Ronnie. On our podcast, Ending Pending, we talk about television shows that have only lasted for a single season. We're like canceled show investigators. That spells CSI. Yeah, it's it's like a bit. That's a bit. Yeah, that was like a joke there. We go episode by episode to find out what's working, what's not working, and where it all went wrong. And it's not just bad shows. Sometimes we do really good shows. Yeah, like Kings. Yeah. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. Really, really good. And The Quest. Ooh, love The Quest. Yes. Good choice. Excellent show. And Selfie. Oh, no, no. No, Ronnie, no? no. That no, was a bad selfie. one. That was, that was, oh. yeah, it was real bad. We didn't like that. You can catch new episodes every Wednesday on LunarLightStudio.com or wherever you download your podcasts. Ending pending. Is it working for you? Oh, yeah.